guys, welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. It's your host, Valencia, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about navigating college with food allergies. So it's a topic that I've wanted to talk about for a really long time, and just because I get a lot of questions about it, whether it's from people that I know, people that follow the podcast, just being able to get some tips on how to be able to not only navigate food allergies, you know, in a school setting, whether that is, you know, middle school, high school, or even college, like I'm going to be talking about today. So these tips can be applicable to pretty much any area of life as far as like if you're in school, if you're in work, etc. So before I get into today's topic, you guys know I got to talk about what's been going on. So what's been going on with me? So this past week, I had a project due. So that was something that was heavily on my mind this past week. What else? I also had to go do some community service. I'm a part of a community service organization at my school. So I did um, community service. So that was really cool being able to go and um, do some arts and crafts with some kids. Um, Also, this past weekend, I went to go do a cycling class with one of my really good friends, and that's always fun doing that with her. Like I said before, that me and her, we've been, like, going and trying, like, other, um, like, exercises, like, going to, like, Pilates or, like, going to do cycling, and then I know we're going to try doing, like, yoga soon, so we're just trying different things, and we're having fun doing it, and it's really cool to be able to have something to do, like, on the weekends, and being able to have, like, an exercise partner and, like, a exercise buddy, it's really cool, and it really just motivates you, so that's something that I did this past weekend, um... Also, I am on exec for an organization at my school, so we're having like a big event coming up soon, this upcoming week right now. Um, So the week that this episode's going up, like this is going to be such a busy week for me. Um, We're supposed to be taking a group of students to an event, so making sure that everything's ironed out for that, making sure everybody has the details for that. Then we also have some events going on, particularly throughout the week for that same organization so it's it's a busy week I also have a paper due I also have um, an exam so it's it there's a lot going on this upcoming week but um, I'm ready to take on the week I have my agenda because literally I cannot live without my agenda like I put everything in it and take it with me wherever But yeah, that's pretty much what's been going on with me. I know I said that like I don't have anything going on, but like I know I have a lot, but it's exciting at the same time. So now that I'm done with my what's going on update, we can just get into my foodie likes and dislikes. Now normally I start off with my foodie likes, but guys, like I just had a major foodie dislike and I was definitely like super disappointed by it. So you know how I had raved about last week about this kombucha brand that I had tried recently. It was from the brand Lenny Boys. So I had said last week how I went and purchased this uh, flavor called Mint Condition and it was spearmint and peppermint flavored. And I 
I was really excited about it. I was really optimistic about the flavor. I thought it was going to taste really good. But guys, like, it tasted terrible in my opinion. Like, it, like, the way that I describe it is it tasted like vinegary green tea. Like, I mean, I've never had that before, but when I tasted it, I was just like, oh my goodness, like this tastes like green tea with vinegar, like with apple cider vinegar in it. Like that's how it tasted. And I just was, it was just not for me. I was just like, ah, I'm not getting this again. And I know that for that brand, I'm most likely just going to stick with the ginger flavor because I just really was surprised that I did not like the mint condition flavor because I was really rooting for it. Like Tyra Banks said, I was rooting for you. But yeah, my taste buds just didn't like it. And so like, I just wanted to talk about it because like, oh my goodness, like I tasted it and literally I wanted to just like do like the iconic, like spitting out of the water because I was just like, what the heck am I drinking? So I guess I can just get right in into my foodie likes. So my foodie likes are um, this green tea from Whole Foods. It's Whole Foods is 365 unsweetened green tea because you guys know I don't like sweet things. So that has been something that I constantly have in my room just because it's something different. And since I don't drink juice or like soda, and I mostly drink water like 99.9% of the time. So it really just allows me to have more flexibility as far as like the different drinks that I drink. And just having it where I just don't get sick of water. Because I know I go through periods of time where I genuinely get sick of water. And I'm just like, okay, like I don't know what I'm going to drink. Because it's not like I can drink like lemonade or juice. I mean, I can, but... I just don't like the taste of those things because they're usually really, really sugary. And usually if I drink those things, like I feel like I feel like I just got a shot of diabetes. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I just usually do water by choice and I like doing regular water. Um, I like doing sparkling water um, and green tea, unsweetened green tea and then unsweetened black tea. So that's kind of like the different types of drinks that I tend to drink. Um, I know I got on a tangent about the different drinks that I drink in my day-to-day -day life, but like, I don't know, I felt like I wanted to explain it. I mean, I know I didn't have to, but here we are. So another one of my foodie likes is from the brand Health Aid kombucha it's their power greens blend so it has like wheatgrass in it it has camu camu in it and it also has spirulina in it now when i looked at it now okay so the reason why i had got it was because i had like a coupon for it i believe and i was based off of the different types of flavors i had to choose from at the store that i got it from it was either this or like some type of like rose water flavor and i didn't even really know like what to expect from that one and i had tasted like spirulina and wheatgrass before in the past so i was like okay well at least i'd be familiar with it but I was kind of scared to try it because I thought it was going to be like super bitter and that it wasn't going to taste that great. Um, but when I tasted it, it actually didn't taste too bad. And it actually has like a little bit of sweetener in it. So it's not totally bland. Um, but I feel like 
Hellfate does a really good job at balancing like the bitterness with a little bit of sweet. Um, it's a little bit sweeter than what I would personally want, but that's like my personal taste. But I definitely would buy it again um, just to be able to have like a little green juice situation because most green juices that I find, it has fruit in it and I'm not really a big fruit eater. So I like this one because it allows me to be able to get my greens and just get greens. So that is something that I have been drinking and I really like it. And so I'm definitely planning on getting it again when I go to the store. Um, what's another like? Oh, another like is something that I've been drinking like as far as coffee, even though I'm, I would consider myself mostly a tea drinker. Um, but lately I've just been needing some coffee, just an extra kick. And so I've been drinking the Green Mountain Coffee, the the Dark Magic Dark Roast Coffee. And that has been a favorite of mine for a while. But at work we have the K-Cup. So I've been drinking that. Especially because it's been like really, 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 really cold outside. Like today, the day that I am recording this podcast, it was literally like... 30 something degrees outside and then later on today it's supposed to be dropping to like the like the low well not the low well the high to mid 20s so yeah I really don't know what's going on with the weather like now I actually feel like we are in the winter instead of in the spring and entering the summer so there's that um what's another favorite um oh I recently went to Whole Foods and I got like this black bean soup type of deal and so that tasted really good I actually had that the other day because it's been like really cold outside like I just said so that soup really kept me warm and on a really cold day and I really liked it the flavors were pretty good Um, Another thing that I liked from Whole Foods is their vegan fried tofu. I know when I explain this dish to people, people are like, what do you mean? How can you like, how can you make tofu taste like fried chicken? And I'm just like, well, I mean, I don't, it, it just does. Like I usually say to people that tofu is like what you make it. Like it's definitely a chameleon so like if you want it to taste like chicken you can make it taste like chicken if you want it to taste like soy sauce it can taste like soy sauce because it's just that flexible and I feel like people don't really understand like how flexible tofu is and that they just can't get over like the whole like texture part of it but I'm like if you season it the right way and you know how to cook then you can make tofu taste good you know what I mean so I don't know it's usually my friends that eat meat or are flexitarians that usually feel that type of way but like I don't know I feel like tofu definitely is for an acquired taste but if you know how to cook then you can make tofu taste good so now that I'm done with my foodie likes and dislikes I guess we can get straight into the foodie news so the foodie news article for this week's episode is about how a Texas university launches an allergen-free college cafeteria. So this is at the University of North Texas, and it says that it opened the state's first college cafeteria that's free of the big eight ingredients that cause most food allergies. 
and they said that the big eight ingredients like if you're not familiar with them they're like milk eggs peanuts wheat soy tree nuts fish and shellfish and how the breading that the chef of the university in the cafeteria works with is gluten-free so it's safe for people who are allergic to wheat or have a gluten intolerance or even have celiac disease and the chef he talked about how he and you know his team they really experimented with a variety of different flour bread of variety of different flour blends and so some of them had too much of one particular flour so whether that was like rice or tapioca or potato starch and then like some didn't have enough so they really had to find like the right balance um, and so uh, the chef he said that he embraced the challenge to be able to keep the flavor but like change the flour like when it came to like um chicken fingers and like different options like on the menu and stuff and so I think that this is a really good move for just university life in general because a lot more people are discovering that they have food allergies and it's something that um, a lot more universities need to be, you know, putting their money towards and actually investing in being able to make their cafeterias as allergen friendly as possible. And honestly, it's something that I wish my university would be doing. Um, I don't really feel like they do the best job or not even close to doing the best job at offering a lot of a variety of different things for different types of diets. Um, so whether you're a vegan or a vegetarian or you're gluten-free or, you know, you are allergic to eggs or if you're allergic to um, tree nuts, peanuts, other um, things like that. So I feel that a lot more universities need to be looking at this model and being able to incorporate different things that allows um, people with different dietary restrictions to feel safe in a cafeteria and know that if they pick something up in their cafeteria that it's not going to put them into anaphylactic shock. Because I know there was one time in the cafeteria where one of my friends, they went and picked up something because there was a label on the food that said it was one thing but then when they tasted it it was another thing and then they had a whole allergic reaction because something was mislabeled so I feel that a lot more universities need to be paying attention to making sure that things are labeled the right way and offering a lot more variety when it comes to food because I one thing that gets on my last nerve is when a cafeteria wants to offer like 50 bajillion options for people who eat meat or don't have any dietary restrictions or any food allergies of that nature but then when it comes to people who have dietary restrictions they want to offer only like one thing or two things like if you're going to offer that many options for people who don't have any type of restrictions at all then you need to be able to offer those same students that don't that do have restrictions those same amount of options as well because both types of students are paying the exact same money and the exact same um, money for like tuition and for a food plan. So you should equally care about both types of students' needs. You know what I mean? So I definitely 
feel like a lot more schools need to move towards it. In the article, they talk about how, like I was saying, there's 32 million Americans that have food allergies or intolerances, and they describe some of the symptoms that could happen if you um, eat an allergen for those who are either allergic or have intolerances. And they said at first, the cafeteria manager for the school feared that everything made in the dining hall would turn bland, but he said that the meals haven't become hospital food, which I think is really funny. Um, what else? Then they have like some quotes from like some students, how they say like the food is awesome and it's delicious and it's coming from like a student who can't have gluten or dairy and so how he really is thankful that the cafeteria is now a welcomed option and that they can come here and just know that anything in there is good for them to be able to eat and that's something that I wish all schools had because all schools definitely should especially because we're paying like a lot of money to go to these schools um and these schools cost a lot of money and they're expensive and they need to be making sure that all of the different resources that are offered are able to be applicable to all students there's like one quote in the article and it talks about how Um, this one parent was saying this one is really unique I have not seen a college that has a dining hall that's entirely free of top eight allergens assuming they have multiple stations that's really revolutionary because it's also offering kids a lot of choice and that's one thing that especially for people who have food allergies and intolerances that they want to be able to have is choices because when you're dealing with those types of dietary restrictions you already feel like you can't eat anything and that you don't fit in and that you stand out and you draw a lot of attention to yourself because you're having to ask all these different types of questions to find out if you can eat something so you don't have to go to the hospital and you feel like you draw a lot of attention to yourself and you can especially if you're new to having food allergies and intolerances you can start to feel a little bit insecure and so having a cafeteria that's welcoming of people who have allergies and are allergic to the top eight allergens it's really gonna make the environment um, of the cafeteria more welcoming and feel like and make students feel like they have a lot more options and you know make them feel like they're in a safe space so now that we are done talking about the foodie news article guess we can now get into today's topic which is about navigating Um, college with food allergies so I'm just going to be talking about whether this from like my personal experience things that I've struggled with or things that you know that I have uh, seen other people go through um, whether it's like my friends or family things of that nature um, in a school type setting Um, and just it could be a range of like different tips Um, some funny struggles some not so funny struggles it's just kind of going to be me just ranting and like just having a conversation with you guys about my experience in college with food allergies so 
One thing that has really been annoying, and I feel like a lot of people with food allergies can definitely relate to this, whether you're in elementary school, middle school, high school, college, etc., is not being able to eat a lot of things in the cafeteria unless you want to have anaphylaxis and you want to end up in the emergency room. Um, I know there's so many times where I'll come into the cafeteria and, you know, I'll be like, oh yeah, let me go for breakfast. And there's not that many things for me to eat. Like, I can't imagine somebody being a vegan at my school because there's literally not that many options. Or if you are gluten-free, like, there's not as many options as there should be. And so there's so many times where I go into the cafeteria and you guys know that I don't, that I have allergies to specific tree nuts and with dairy and stuff so I walk into the cafeteria and I'm like great I can't eat anything so I'm gonna starve um so that's definitely not um something that excites me so it really is a struggle for me to be able to find things to eat and not get bored and feel like I have options I feel like my school has been getting a little bit better but obviously they're not doing as good of a job as they could be so the, the second thing I want to talk about is, and it's really like a tip, I guess. It's really just having Benadryl with you like all the time. And <laughs> so when I think about this, it makes me, rem- it really reminds me of the movie Hitch when Will Smith, he had a really big allergic reaction, like bad, like the welts and the face swelling up and the lips swelling up and he like literally ran to a pharmacy to get Benadryl and then he was like having some of the Benadryl like it was like a glass of water and was like drinking it, like I definitely don't recommend you doing that because it's not going to make the effects go quicker, but it was hilarious and even though it might be a tad bit annoying carrying it with you all the time benadryl is definitely that best friend that's there for you like you can just cue like the friends theme song i'll be there for you (laughs) but like literally it's like there for you like when you need help and when you're like feeling really really bad like there's been so many times where like something's happened and like I've had my Benadryl with me so whether that's in liquid form pill form whatever you need just make sure that you got the goods um another thing and it's more so like an annoying thing is like when you see um like may contain traces of and like literally like when I see that like those are like the absolute worst combination of words and they are basically a person with food allergies worst nightmares because it's like man I really wanted that but it could have traces of something and you really don't want to take a chance on something like that so you're just like staring clear of it and you're just like you know what I just I'm just not gonna have it because I'm not willing to put myself in a position where I could end up getting a reaction to it I might not don't want to really take that chance because I might have a reaction to it um Another thing I want to talk about is when, and this happens to me like all the time, is like when you go into the cafeteria and you are waiting like a solid like five to ten minutes or even more at times depending on the cafeteria workers to like come back from checking on a food item for you and you find out that you can't have it. 
like that is one of the most annoying things ever like there's been so many times where I'm like oh well do you have this or oh well can you tell me the ingredients list for this and then they go back and check and I'm literally like oh my goodness like Jesus like please allow me to be able to have this and then they're just like yeah um yeah the greens were cooked with you know uh chicken broth or yeah that has nuts in it yeah I'm just like dang it dang it like it's just so annoying um another thing that's like really annoying um about like navigating food allergies in college is like when you're like praying for like the food that looks really delicious to be like the things that you can eat um that like happens to me all the time like I'm like ooh, that looks good but I'm like can I have it please let me be able to have it please let me be able to have it please let me be able to have it oh another thing that used to get on my nerves a lot when I was younger and not as many people do it um, to me anymore, but it happens every once in a while if I'm like in a newer environment with people that don't know that I have food allergies. And that's like the constant sympathy that you get whenever you can eat something that everyone around you is having, no matter how many times you tell them that it's not a big deal. Like they're just like, oh my goodness, I feel so bad. And I'm like, it's not a big deal it's fine I'm fine um what's something else oh oh yeah so like when you offer so like when someone offers you food and then like you don't want to seem rude but like you also don't want to suffer a reaction so then you like have to put together an awkward like no thank you I'm good but then you kind of feel bad about it because you're just like I don't want to come across as rude, but, like, I'm not trying to have a reaction here or, like, anywhere. Like, I'm trying to be okay. Um, so, like, that happens and, like, people are, like, super pushy and that's something that's annoying. I'm like, if I say no, then I say no. And if I say no thank you three times, like, please don't ask me again. <laughs> please don't. Um, what's another thing? Oh, yeah. So, like, eating out. Like, in college, like, that's a big thing. Like, everybody, like, eating is, like, a social thing. So, everybody's like, oh, my goodness. Like, let's go out to eat. Like, let's go to this restaurant. Let's go to this restaurant. But then you're also trying to save money at the same time. And I don't know about you, but the way that I eat, especially because I eat a certain type of way because of, like, my diet and stuff. Stuff I want is not, like, as cheap as McDonald's. So, there's that. But going out and, like with my friends and stuff and then like having to take like 10 minutes to like explain my circumstances to the waiter and then with like the like if you're gluten free or if you're like dairy free or if you're like a vegetarian slash vegan and you like are asking the person like that's taking your order you're like yeah is it dairy free is it nut free is it you know vegetarian friendly you know is it not made with like any type of chicken broth or turkey broth or turkey bone or ham or whatever people put in things that's weird and then like you're having to like have this like conversation and then the waiter's having to come back and then like answer your questions and then it like takes a long time and then like your friends are like looking at you like why are you asking this person so many questions and it's like well I kind of have to and it's not like I'm not going to ask these questions because these are questions I actually need answers to. And what's something else? 
Something else that has occurred to me in my experience of navigating um, like my food allergies in college is having to explain to people that you're not on like a fad diet or that like you're not trying to be trendy and like you just literally can't eat anything except salad. Like there's so many times where people are just like, oh, well, you're not eating that because you're a picky eater or they're not taking your food allergies super seriously. They're just like, oh, well, you're just being like annoying and you're just being picky and blah. And I'm like, no, I, I'm not. I mean, yeah, like me personally, like I definitely, I definitely would call myself a selective eater, but at the same time, like I also have food allergies too. So that makes it like a lot more harder for me when it comes to like eating stuff. But anyway, but yeah, no, I definitely wouldn't like, it's offensive to me when people like accuse me of being like, oh yeah, you only eat that way because it's trendy. Like I'm not trying to be Kourtney Kardashian in the episode where she was trying to say that she was like allergic to dairy when she just wanted to not eat dairy. Like I'm not doing it to be like trendy. Like it's a definitely something that I have to do for my health especially for macadamia nuts like I'm not trying to like avoid it because like I have like like I have like some big well I do have a big problem with them but like it's not like I'm just trying to be difficult anyway so like definitely like when it comes to like getting my hair done and stuff like I always have to ask them like what types of oils because macadamia oil is something that is used a lot in hair so I'm always having to ask about that because like I don't take my allergies lightly like I'm very serious about them so I hate when people try to say like oh you're on a fad diet like it's uh it's just annoying because I'm like you think I would just like to eat it like eat a salad and eat bird food by choice no 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 but yeah so those are like a little bit of some things from like my experience whether they're like different struggles that I've dealt with and you know continually deal with when I'm in college or whether it's like little tips or just kind of little annoyances that come with having food allergies in college um but even though like when you're in a school setting whether you're like in elementary middle high school or especially college like you try not to draw attention to your allergies and you can feel like uncomfortable asking questions but we all know like asking those questions is super beneficial and if your school can't like your school won't be able to help you find a meal plan or different options that work for you if you don't ask what ingredients are in dishes or express your concerns because I know like when I started expressing my concerns like I felt like the cafeteria staff was willing to work with me a lot more and like looking to see what they have in the back or seeing if they can go pull stuff out the freezer to be able to cook and all this other type of stuff like they're more than willing to work with you if you express your concerns to them and so even though it may feel you know like awkward like in the moment when you're like asking it can make you feel so much more comfortable at your school and safer while you're eating because you know that you know what's going in your body and you know that it's safe for you to be eating what you're eating because you're asking those questions like you know what I mean 
and if you're trying like if you are a student listening to this episode and you're still trying to find like a university then definitely you should be contacting like your admissions counselor or looking on the school's website to see if they have like their nutrition information and the types of foods that they typically serve in the cafeteria or even contacting somebody from food services at that university just to be able to have them help answer your questions um, that wouldn't typically be in like your typical like freshman or like transfer student information packet just so that you don't get any surprises when you come to your university Um, just because you don't want to have it where you know they are saying claims on their website like yeah we're very inclusive when it comes to food and we you know um, have very allergen friendly foods and then you get to the university and then you're just like I literally can't eat anything in this cafeteria but yet I'm paying for a meal plan like you need to ask those questions so you know as you navigate through you know the world of you know, dairy and nuts and gluten and other allergens, I just want you to leave you guys on this note that you're definitely not alone. And there's always going to be somebody out there that's figuring out, you know, their like restaurant explanation as well. And at the end of the day that you'll probably be the cleanest eater, you know, and I know that's usually the case for me. Because a lot of people are like, oh my goodness, you eat so healthy. And I'm like, yeah, because I literally can't eat that many things. (laughs) Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. It was kind of a little all over the place, not gonna lie. It was a mixture of me talking about like my experience slash complaining a little bit slash giving tips slash being a motivational speaker at the end. Um... If you guys like the Oh My Allergies podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Um, Give us a rating. Hopefully it's five stars. Also, um, if you guys have any suggestions on upcoming episode topics, like if you guys want me to talk about something in specific or you want me to get somebody on the show to talk about something in specific, like a certain topic to have like a guest on the show, definitely tweet me on Twitter. My Twitter is at callmevalbarnes and my Instagram is the same thing. Definitely send those messages my way so that I can know what you guys are looking for because obviously like the reason why I created this podcast is to be able to help like the food allergy and seasonal allergy space. So that's what I want to do is making sure that I'm putting out content that you guys genuinely find informational and find helpful at the same time. So uh, like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye guys.